Yes, it's me, Mark Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. I'd like to welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show a young chap called Peter Reeves, better known as Pugs, who is the events coordinator and media officer for the British Lawnmower Racing Association, an organisation I've been meaning to get in touch with for ages, and I've now got round to it. Pugs, welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Hi, how are you? Well, we're not doing too badly. Uh, it's one of those things, I suppose you could say cruelly, uh, since racing's been curtailed so badly due to the plague, we're now down to racing lawnmowers. But, uh, <laughs> Brilliant. But, I mean, how did, the, how did racing lawnmowers come about? So, a mad Irishman called Jim Gavin in uh, 1973-74 decided, um, well, he used to do... um he used to do uh, grass track racing and that sort of stuff, a um, bit of rallying. And him and a few guys were thought it was way too expensive. Um, and let's try and see whether we can come up with something that is more affordable to the, the average male. Yeah. Um, so over a f- quite a few pints they, uh, in Whisper Green um, from the cricketers' arms, they looked out on the on the cricket green and saw... Um, this young man cutting the lawn ready for the ready for the off for the tea tomorrow. Um, I thought, well, why don't we race some lawnmowers? So, <laughs> so what they did is they um, they put an advertisement in the local paper, I think it was, um, and about three or four weeks later, um, after people had stolen bits off of their wives' washing machines and and that sort of stuff. I think there was about 70 mowers at um, at the first race meeting. Um, And it's it's just progressed since then, really. And we, you know, we go all over the world. Um, There's clubs from all over the world that do it. Um, And, yeah, it's, it's great fun. I mean, one thing I did notice looking at your Facebook page, there's a there's a 24-hour race in France and there's ice racing in Finland. And if the photographs yes. can be believed, some of your entrants are actually well worth travelling to Finland to go and watch. Yeah, so so well, so we generally we um, there's a Finnish mower uh, club that we race with um, every year over there for 12 hours. Yeah, we put studs in the tyres, um, and they're only allowed a certain amount of studs per per. Um, vehicle and then the, the spares have to be the spare tires have to be checked and blah de blah de blah. So we race from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock in the evening over there. Anything from a a Makita drill light that's gaffer taped to a bonnet <laughs> up to to people having LED light bars um and it's not, I've seen a mower with a turbo that was strapped to it um, with just the oil the oil um, feed and return pipes holding it on. Um, no mounting for it at all. And the amount of times that they've broken absolutely peed oil everywhere and just caught light. Um, and then they go and fix it and put another pipe on it and, and that sort of stuff. And then the French, the French 24 hour was up to eight drivers um, for 24 hours. And when you win, you get a chicken um, to bring home with you. It's um, yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's 
it's, it's, it's not textbook racing. It's it, every engine's all the same. So the only thing what we're allowed to do within our club, um, a majority of the clubs in in the UK, is you're allowed to take the governor out, and that's it. You're not allowed to blueprint it um, or any sort of modification as such. So it's literally just a standard lawnmower engine with the governor taking it out, and that's it. Everything else is done on gearing and that sort of stuff. So yeah, and um, you know you get you get to speeds of. 50, 55 mile an hour on these things and there's no suspension. <laughs> so it hurts quite a lot, but it's, it's great fun. Now, I, I've been told that the, the what you might call the entry-level class is the lawnmowers that you uh, that you walk behind. Is this the case? Yeah. So um, we mainly do that for the uh, younger generation now. We try and get the kids involved and that sort of stuff. There is a group one, which is a run behind. So basically you get a group and you get like an old Suffolk punch, um, a 12 or a 14-inch cutter. Um, you take the, obviously, take the blade out of it. You take the governor out of the engine and you put a kill switch in it um so if you let go of the mower it cuts the engine out and then it's just as run as fast as you possibly can um <laughs> and when i remember when i was a kid i remember going to the 12 hour which is sort of like the pinnacle of our race uh, race season throughout the year in the uk um i remember seeing teams of 50 running around for 12 hours doing it and then took up about 140 miles between them um absolutely stupid but uh, you know, it's it's such it, it's so British, it's unreal. Uh, I mean, I, can you talk us through the class after you've decided that running behind uh, has to be yeah, improved it's a bit upon? Too So the, 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 the roller with the tyre tread on is actually how you get traction. Yes, and you steer it with your feet. You don't steer it with your hands, because if you steer it with your hands, after about two laps, you can physically see your forearms pop up, um, <laughs> pulsating with your heartbeat, because they're that hard to steer. So you basically steer it on your feet, and you use your hands for your throttle and your brake and clutch and that sort of stuff. Um, they're probably the cheapest to get involved in. Um, they're great fun. They hurt.
No, I mean, a, a friend of mine near nearby here has uh, quite a large lawn, and he has one of these really nice big palsy John Deere ones that you ride about on. I mean, do people ever use those, or are they? Cla- or do, do people tend to frown upon such? So the the last group is a group four, which is what you would class as a garden tractor. Um, these are coming all different shapes and sizes, and that sort of stuff. That is that is the the probably the biggest class out of all of the clubs in the UK that we have now um, anything from a John Deere to a Westwood Gazelle to a wheel horse to you know a laser or anything along those sort of lines you name it it's pretty much guaranteed you can drive it um, <laughs> you take you, you get a standard mower you take the cutter deck off chuck that in the bin um, and then you, you go and sit in your shed and you design it the best way that you could possibly do Right, I mean, just out of interest, what what guidelines are you governed by? So there is there is a rules and regu- uh, there is rules and regulations to our club. Um, we have a uh, owner's handbook that you can either download off of the website or you can you can buy a hard copy, um, and that gives you all of the criteria that you're allowed to um, modify the mower to. We give you a say, for instance, if you if your friend. With his lovely John Deere that he probably wouldn't want. Well, I mean, it's about six um, months old and cost him a fortune. Yeah. He's, he's even got a mobile phone mount on it. Yeah. So what we would do is we would give him a spec sheet, so that gives him the the, the, the overall length of the mower, the width, and this, that, and the other. That then he has to work to um, to fit the criteria. So he's not allowed to get the rear axle off of it and then make it ten times wider because it's a lot easier to ride like that. So it has to fit in with the original spec of the mower yeah. if you get what i mean um so it makes it a bit more of a level playing field and it makes it a bit more interesting to see what you actually go and buy um because some people buy the narrow mowers and some people quite witty and, and decided they want the widest thing possibly known to man yeah because it's wider is and lower makes it a little bit more stable in the corners so but it's each their own <laughs> If you get one of these and tune it up, because I conclude a lot of people will stick to the original engine that it's got. Yes, um, yes. What sort of, I mean, what sort of power can you get? Because I mean, a lot of them will be like, I mean, I, I, I have a still lawnmower. I mean, it's a petrol one. It propels itself yep. along, but I still walk behind it. And I yep. think it's the glorious power of about two horsepower. <laughs> so, um, so these are these are thirteen horsepower. Uh, they're four hundred and thirteen cc. That's the maximum that we're allowed. Anything under that is um, there are there are certain engines that you're allowed to use and certain engines that you're not allowed to use. Um, in regards to the Group Twos, if it's a Group Two, this is the only class that you're allowed to do it. If it's under six horsepower, I think if, it, if I remember rightly, you can tune the engine to all that you want. So you could basically go and get it and go and take it to a go kart factory and get them to. You know, tune the engine absolutely to diabolical, <laughs> um, and then put it on that, and then see how you get on. But obviously, the more you tune it, the less reliable it, uh, less reliable it is. But because um, years ago there used to be a two-stroke one, um, which was five and a half horsepower, I think, but it was absolutely it was like a rocket. Yeah. As soon as once once it got into the once the power band cut in, it was 
mental quick. Um, and it might before, but unfortunately, they're a bit few and far between now. They're a bit of a bit of a, um, a bit of a rare as a rocking horse, whatnot. Yeah. Um, to now, find, but yeah. now I conclude the transmission on all the lawnmowers. It, it's an automatic transmission. Do you do you get them with? Like, I mean, there'll be some of the ride-ons will have forwards and backwards, but do they have yes. do they have gears or are they just a CVT? So, so what we do is with with the with the gearbox itself, most of them will will chuck that in the bin, um, and then we put a go well pretty much it's the same as a go-kart rear axle so you can either have a go-kart rear axle with a with a um, motorbike clutch put on it um or you can have what we um what we've got is a it's called a t-drive so it's just a, a, a basically a, a horizontal to a vertical or a vertical to a horizontal um shaft goes through a kick uh, a, a crown wheel and a pinion gear and basically you transfer the drive from from one way to the other yeah. um, and then you can you can either do that via the motorbike clutch again or you can have a slipper clutch so you just got two jockey wheels and you just um, straddle in the belt to, to tension it up like you would on an auxiliary belt and that sort of stuff um, they have to use a certain amount of percentage of the original drive chain which would be a rubber yeah. um, so that keeps it a bit more of a level playing field so you don't get people with just chain drive because it's always it's you know a chain will last a lot longer than a rubber belt yeah um i remember doing one one 12 hour i've done 11 hours on one belt and then it just turned into mush yeah um so that cost us we, we were running third i think at the time and then it cost us we went down to fifth so which was a bit annoying but never mind <laughs> that's just right that's racing as i say isn't it yeah. you know anything can happen um are there any for? I mean, I've never really looked into uh, into lawnmowers beyond buying them to cut me cut me lawn. But I mean, can you get four wheel drive ones, or are they allowed, or are they verboten? Um, to be fair, majority. Well, I've never seen a four wheel drive one. Um, just because the way the way the best way to describe a racing mower is simple works the more you make it complicated the less it will be reliable yeah because it because it's because you're going over i don't know the week before the farmer's got all his cattle in the field then he we kick it we kick all the cattle out and then we put a few um barriers up and this that and the other and then we go racing in it so it's it's not exactly like it's a cricket green to race on um you get loads of potholes and this that and the other and because there's no suspension if it's not either welded properly or you know it's not tight it will fall apart yeah um, and you will have bits <laughs> flying off this that and the other and wheels going here and people flying off here and and that sort of stuff so it does make for entertainment value as well so <laughs> um and, and but, yeah. apart from the ones with the rollers that have had tyres put on them i conclude the normal ones with four wheels do they do they race on the same tyre wheel and tyres that they would have as a lawnmower. Um, so they would. They have um, the the front wheels that you could race as original. The rear wheels that are massive, we take them off and then they're to a standard size that everyone has got the same size um, front and rear. So it's all pretty much a level playing field again. Otherwise, you could have people with bigger or smaller wheels, and you know the rolling circumference changes and that sort of stuff. So yeah there's advantages and disadvantages there and that sort of thing so it's kept as a uh, as a, a level playing field and that's all over the clubs in the uk a majority of them um from belgium france you know um, germany uh in the states they do the same sort of thing as well so it's all you know it's, it's pretty 
pretty much a level playing field right throughout the whole world, really. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean... I conclude, I mean, they'll all be petrol. I mean, when they're actually driven like this, I mean, I can get about five or six moles out of my still before I need to put a bit more petrol in it. I mean, how, what's like fuel consumption on them as they're racing them flat out? So a five-litre tank will probably do around, um, well, four and a half, five litres, or do about an hour. Yeah. Um, if you're absolutely on the beans <laughs> flat out. Um, they'll average... Yeah, they'll average that. And I think for 12 hours, we usually do about 80 or 90 pounds worth of fuel, something like that. Right. Um, and that's obviously including the generators that you run in your lights, uh, yeah. in your pits throughout the night and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Which that, is, um, I mean, that's our biggest event of the year. It's amazing. It's really good fun. You get 50 teams from all all over the different countries come and compete and um and it, yeah we have a Le Mans start um, and that's it and, and it's literally you race right throughout the night and again you can have people with with literally push bike lights on the front as long as there's lights on it it doesn't matter what style they are and some people's idea of, of lights they might as well be candles in the wind right um <laughs> because when you're going 50 mile an hour down a straight into a 90 degree bend yeah. and you've got nothing but a, a, a matchstick to, to see out of um, <laughs> it becomes a little bit hairy um, <laughs> needless to say the least or, or it could be a case like one of the drivers last year went down the side down the straight got to the corner and then all of his lights just cut out because he had a short on his mower and he was driving in the dark so he had to do three quarters of a lap trying to follow someone because <laughs> <laughs> he had no lights so yeah. Now, I mean, I conclude the pictures I've seen. The, 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 those who compete actually have to wear it by the looks of it, apart from the mandatory crash helmets. Uh, do, do they have to wear like racing overalls, or apart from the helmet, is anything goals? The, the only thing is, is um, arms and legs have to be covered, um, and you have to wear gloves. Uh, apart from that, you can wear jeans, jeans and a. And a and a hoodie or a, or a jumper. You don't have to have you don't have to have race gear. Um, I mean, to, you know, like down to kill switches. As long as the kill switch works, as long as if you fall off the mower, the mower cuts out. I've seen someone who had one and he made it out of out of a block of wood and it just basically <laughs> slid out. And then as soon as it as soon as his wood slid out, that was it. It cut out. <laughs> so you know, you've got people. I've, I've seen a, I've seen another chap with um, a group a group two mower, and he and he held his um, trailer box on to the front of the mower with a bent nail. <laughs> um, it lasted for about four laps, yeah. and then decided to break, and, and the mower went off, and he was sitting on the floor. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's whatever you can whatever you can find and you can make and, and some people some people are engineers and, and do an absolutely wonderful mower and some people are you know it's not their trade and and, and unfortunately they just try and make it the best they can yeah <laughs> I mean roughly uh, I mean as like you were saying some of them are modified what's the average cost of one because I conclude nobody goes out and buys a new lawnmower to do this no no no, no. <laughs> I mean if I'm truthful so uh, uh a group two, you could probably get going from anywhere between six to eight hundred pounds. Um, a group three or a four, you probably get, you're probably going to be looking anywhere between fifteen hundred and two thousand pounds yeah. to get racing. Um, and then, 
Uh, a year's membership is, I think off the top of my head, is is £50. And then a race meeting will cost you, I think it's £45 to £47 for a weekend. Yeah. You can bring your family. We, we, everyone brings their families along. Um, we have usually before obviously everything's gone on we usually have barbecues and, and this that, and the other a few beers over the evening and then and then it's back to racing again in the morning so you know, it's, it, it, it's great fun you know and then we do you know you do bale surfing and all that sort of stuff in the evenings yeah just to pass the time i mean why wouldn't you want to get a, a four by four truck and and tie someone to a bale and tow around <laughs> and they lost. i mean why not true <laughs> Now, yeah, as you were saying, it's farm, the, the, the circuit or the track is is a farmer's field that, uh, until the other day, had cows and sheep wandering around it. Uh, yeah. So I conclude, do you do you use regular fields all the time, or else do you do you, are you able to pick different fields and just out of it, how how long is your average lap? So an average lap, it, it varies because every track is completely different. Um, no track is ever the same, um, and it all depends on how much space we've got to. Is depending on how long the the, the the length of the lap is. They vary. Some of them can be twenty. 24 25 seconds. Some sometimes they can be a minute, a minute and a half. Um, you know, it all depends on how much field we've got, really. And um, yeah, as I say, like. We, we will turn up we've got a, we've got a, a, a few regular um, places that we go to throughout the year and then there's a few shows that we go to so say for instance we go to Headington and Stockley um, country show which is a steam fair and that sort of thing um, and then we go to a few other um, you know uh, shows that are more local to us um, and uh, yeah other than that it's, it's, it's farmers very kindly lending us fields um, that we can you know, most of them have either raced or they want to have a play yeah. and that sort of stuff. So we we give them a, a mile for the weekend and they give us a field. So um, that's that's usually how it works, um, and they love it. And, and you know, we come back every year. So. And just out of interest, I, I, I conclude it isn't. I mean, fair enough. If my lawn's wet, I don't mow it. But d- does the weather or the conditions have any effect on it all, or is, there, is it just is, off your door? There is a point where it gets it gets pointless to race. Um, we will race. We will race in the rain and the mud. But when they get to the point where you have to physically push them round, then we'll stop. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had I've, I've raced where I've had so much mud in my eyes my face swelled up and I had to get my wife to drive me home because I physically couldn't see properly <laughs> um, and it took about two or three days for my eyesight to get better um, so it, it's kind of to the point of how much do you want to win yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually we actually stopped one of our one of our um main race meetings uh, for the year because there was a digger scraping the mud off of the track so they could still get round yeah. and someone tried to overtake someone else which caused both of them to stop so they ended up having a fight mid-track which <laughs> then we stopped the race <laughs> um, so yeah I mean it, it's, it's a very much a um, 
a, a different sport, but it's, I mean, it's, it's so much fun. It's ridiculously good fun. I mean, but from what you've just said, I conclude like all people who race, and I'm one of them, or I used to do, as soon as the, uh, as soon as the lights go out and the flag drops, the That's fact it. that they're on lawnmowers has little bearing that they're all off racing. I mean, to, uh, to be to be fair, I, I, I was quite privileged. I um, I got involved in, we took the mowers a couple of years ago. We went to the Formula One um, just before it was on at Silverstone. And we had um, a Johnny Herbert, Martin Brundle, uh, Anthony Davidson and um, Kimi Räikkönen. Uh, they came down for the morning and... They were like little kids. As yeah. soon as as soon as the flag was dropped, that's it. They didn't care what they were on. They were absolutely flat out on these things on two wheels, and it was just it was really nice to see. And when they came in, they were just they were just like any other um, like racers that you'd see. It's like oh, you took me out there and bloody bloody <laughs> oh, you were left foot breaking and all, all this sort of stuff, and having a right laugh of it. And, it, and you think, well, they're used to riding you know, hundreds of thousand pounds worth of machines and they've yeah. come on and they've ridden these two thousand pound lawnmowers and they're just having just as much fun. Um, and, and like they said, as soon as it, as soon as the the flags drops, it doesn't matter whether you're racing a, a Formula One car or a mower, um, you just want to be at the front. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean I think another one of the famous entrants from years ago was Sterling Moss, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes, we've we've had to Sterling Moss on, on, on um on the mowers um we've we've had so many we've had guy martin he come and raced in our 12 hour um we've had loads of people throughout the years um come and race with us it's been amazing um what a privilege we've we've had yeah he he um he had a group three um that was slightly wider somehow they've managed to find this one-off um, wider group three and, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah won the 12 hour was it but um, yeah no it was brilliant yeah really good fun I mean I wasn't around then but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, Ruben has it yeah it was, it was a very good race meeting um, yeah, um, yeah we, we, I mean it's one of those things I mean at each meeting, I mean, how many new new entrants do you get? Do people see it and think I'm having a do at that? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we get we get the diehards, the regulars that have been coming for years and years and years and years. Um, we get we do get the odds. I'd probably say we. I'd like to say we probably get five good hardy new members a year. Yeah. Um, but then you always lose a lose a couple a year, or people's circumstances change and that sort of stuff. Hopefully next year it's going to be good. I mean, from from looking on on our on our uh, committee side of things, um, we've had a lot of inquiries with people wanting to build new mowers because obviously at the moment they're all stuck at home. They can't really do a lot, and um, you know it's a cheap. It is the cheapest form of motorsport that you can do, and and people want to build mowers so they can come and race for next year, which is really good for us. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully it'll be uh, it should be a really busy busy season next year. So. Where, where do, if somebody wants to do this, where's the best place to go and get, find yourself a second down lawnmower? I conclude it's a bit like join join the, your association first, decide what category you want to race in, and then decide yeah, on the I lawnmower. Mean, I mean, I mean to be fair, yeah, that that would be the best thing. Is obviously if if you were looking to get into the sport, 
have a look on YouTube um, or, or other other you know um, video places where you can watch videos on it uh, of racing lawnmowers. If you type in racing lawnmowers, there'll be loads of it. About, um, <laughs> I've, I've, had, I've had a look. It's absolutely mesmerising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is actually quite a lot when you start looking into it. There is actually quite a lot. Um, find find a mower that well find find a class that you like the look of. I would say come down and have a watch. Um, that's probably the best thing to do is come down, have a watch, see what you actually like the look of. Then go away, either look on Gumtree, um, Facebook, or you uh, or eBay. Uh, you know any search engine and just look for just look for um, you know spares or repair mowers. Yeah. You know you can get them as little as fifty quid um, or even lower than that. Or you might know someone who's chucking one out and wants to get rid of it. Um, and then. You just email into the club, get a homologation sheet, um, and we'll send you a homologation homologation sheet to work from. Um, you build your mower and turn up at the first race meeting. We'll have a look at it and go through it with you, just to make sure that it's all within the spec. Um, and then, if there's any if there's anything that requires um, uh, changing and that sort of stuff, we give you a logbook with your mower. So it's, it's got its own. It's got its own identification number and it's got its own logbook. So every time you come to a race meeting, we sign we sign you on. We do a safety check on the vehicle to make sure it's it's safe for us for you to race on for the weekend. Yeah. Um, and that sort of stuff. And then we sign in that, and then you sign on after that. Um, once it's been checked over, and then you're ready to race. Uh, and it's, it's it's pretty much as simple as that. We give you we give a race a race briefing in the mornings. And then yeah, and then we we generally do probably about eight hours of racing a day. Yeah. Um, for two days over the weekend, um, and sort of like sixteen hours racing for fifty quid is pretty. I mean that's that's fun. actually some going is that compare. I mean it's yeah. like I said, I'm at Croft tomorrow, and I can assure you the racing I'm going to see and the drivers I have to go and see will be absolutely delighted if that's all it cost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I went to America. Um, a couple of years ago, f- for racing lawnmowers, they they travelled like three thousand miles, and they raced for about an hour. Yeah, and they were quite happy with that. And I was like, "That's ridiculous! I wouldn't travel three thousand miles for an hour's racing. That's just stupid." Um, uh, but they, they, you know, it's each to their own. And and they've come over here, and we they've done a weekend's racing with us, and it's like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous!" Um, but you know, it's. That's what. That's why it's the cheapest form of motorsport, and and people stay doing it for years. You get a lot of flack from at work. You know, does it cut the grass and all this sort of stuff? <laughs> and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but you, you know, once people have been down and actually watched it, um, they're, they're quite interested and go, oh, actually, can I have, can I have a go on it and that sort of stuff? And I, I was because I was going to say know. that if people turn up at one of your events, especially as a country show. Uh, yes. are, are they able to just basically have a go? I don't mean at race speeds, but are they allowed to get on one and just have a ride round on one to see if they like it? Um, usually, I'd say not really. Um, it all depends on it depends on one the clerk of the course, um, and two whether there whether there's people anyone willing to lend you a mower and that sort of stuff. Um, that's what I'd probably say. Uh, and then it would it would be after the race meetings finished. Um, but I mean, you know, I, we used to do a taster weekend where we we basically put it out that you pay. I think it was ten pounds, and people would just all of the 
club members would bring their mowers down and people could just try them out and see whether see whether it's something that they actually liked to get into yeah. um, and then they'd go away and build their own mower. Um, I think that's half of it is it's quite nice to actually um, build something yourself in your shed um, to to go away over the winter um, yeah. and build, you know, something from scratch and then turn it out and see how it how well it goes. Now, you were saying, apart from in France, where you win a chicken, um, yeah. <laughs> from what I can gather, there's no prizes up for anybody who wins, is there really? No, so there's, we, when, when it first started, Jim Gavin and that sort of stuff, they said no sponsorship and no um, no no money involved. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's all just about bragging rights, really, and who's faster than who. Um and it and it kept it nice because otherwise it turns into um, who's who can spend the most on this and who can spend you know and, and, and that sort of stuff and and that's not what it was about or whether you can get a sponsorship deal with I don't know John Deere or or you know or still yeah um, and, and then it you know they can get provide you with the best stuff and and the little old man who's who's scraped up enough money to get a mower and put an engine on it and, and come out for the year he's got no chance of beating the other, <laughs> the other guy you know and it, and, it, and it just makes it a little bit more level yeah. for everyone now while you were saying there's no sponsorship do any of the manufacturers take interest in this um we've done a few things with honda over the years uh they they got involved a few times um we've had briggs and stratton um they got involved with um with the northwest lawnmower racing association and mower madness because they uh they done land to john o'groats on mowers <laughs> so they, they built three mowers and they got registration plates on them and that sort of stuff um got a uh, got an insurance and everything like that and yeah they drove them from Lands End to John O'Groats uh, for their first attempt uh, which they done they had a support crew and everything like that I have to ask how long did it take oh I, I can't remember off the top of my head I, I'd have to google that well, I can't honestly remember <laughs> um, and then the second time they drove every county in the UK yeah um, so they've done that as well so yeah that was um, that was their second attempt and then there's talk of them trying to do to see whether they can go over to America and do Route 66 on them yeah. um, and maybe do a European tour and that sort of stuff as well but yeah, um, yeah. I mean yeah so there's been some weird and wacky wacky things over the years um, in America they've got a monster truck mower that someone's building and um, oh they've got so many weird and wacky things <laughs> over there it's unreal um, I, I've seen one chap I saw one chap who I raced with, and he had so many trophies because he'd done it for so long. He he he's got a, a hot tub and a swimming pool. He emptied his swimming pool and filled his swimming pool with the amount of trophies that he's got. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I was that good. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, like who who is like like? There's got to be a reigning champion and everything else. I mean, who are yeah, these? So we do, we, we do a British Championship every year. We have done since it started. Um, there is one chap on Group 2s who's won it, uh, won the Group 2 Championship for 18 years in a row. Yeah. He is undefeated. <laughs> he, he, and, and believe it or not, these, bo these boys have been doing it for years and years and years. He's 60 years old and no one can still beat him. He's just unbelievable. He's, he, he just got such a good drive et etiquette. Yeah. Um, 
and he's so smooth when he, you watch him and he's just unbelievably good at driving a mower. Comes from experience, you know, and he might be an old boy, but he, he sure, sure hell knows how to uh, get the whippersnappers, um, you know, going. And it was very close last year, but um, it just, yeah, he's, his mower was just that little bit more reliable. He did he did get a little bit flustered. Um, and then the other the other two classes, the, the threes and the fours, there's been various um, winners that have done, you know, that have won for... Five, five or six times in a row and that sort of stuff, but they come in and out because they get a little bit older and lose their touch. But, but um, yeah, I mean, that, what an achievement for 18 years in, in, in a row. It's, it's just it, it won't be the same lawnmower, would it? Now, uh, to be fair, I think I think he's only done two mowers in, in those 18 years. <laughs> so, but I, I mean, he does have a bit of an upper hand because he's a, he's a golf course te- um, technician as it is. He repairs all the, the golf course machinery, so he's working with mowers all yeah. the time. And stuff. So he does have a little bit of an upper hand. Um, but, yeah. Yes, um, so, I mean, I conclude when you guys are back at home, mowing the lawn is something you relish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get my wife to do mine. <laughs> I was going to say, I know when I mow my... It's one of those tasks. I sit in the lounge and look at it and think, I'll just have another fag and another pot of tea, then I'll go out and do it. And Exactly that, exactly that. I'm usually tinkering even with my push bike, so yeah. we know And she's like, the, the grass needs cutting. I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it next week. And then it's, uh, oh, I'll cut the lawn. Oh, fantastic. Well done, love. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, most of, them, most of them cut their own lawns, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, if anybody wants to get involved, if they go onto Facebook and it's the BLMRA, yeah, BLMRA, or if you if you if you go into Google and you want to get if you want to look at anything uh, about lawnmowers, just put in racing lawnmowers, and we come up on the uh, on the uh, on the first search engine anyway. So it's the British Lawnmower Racing Association. We're the founding club in the UK, um, and the founding club. In the world, I suppose, um, we started off in 73, um, and everyone's uh, sort of gone on from there, really. Um, there's five clubs in the UK, so there's uh, two that are more northern, no, three that are more northern, um, and there's two from two from down here, uh, down, down down south as such. Um, there's the Channel Islands Lawnmower Racing Association as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... Uh, um, yeah, yeah, just Google racing lawnmower and it'll come up. And and we're always we're always helpful and, and and that sort of stuff. And if there's anyone who wants any information, then then generally Facebook um, people will will answer straight away to you. Yeah, and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, but no, absolutely fascinating. As I said, it was a subject I've been meaning to <coughs> I've been meaning to cover for a long time. But it's like one of those things. I kept saying I'll get round to this one day. And I was watching something on television, and you guys were on. I thought that's it. Get on Facebook, find them, and away we went. So, Pugs, it's been an absolute delight chatting to you. Thank you very much indeed. I'm hoping when this stupidity has ended, it might be nice to actually um, to come down and watch some of you guys and yeah, everything else. Yeah. And it will be definitely different to watching the sort of racing and rallying that I'm normally oh, used to see. Absolutely, seeing. yeah, it's like nothing you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid people on lawnmowers. <laughs> 
But once um, again, you're, you're more than welcome to come down anytime. Um, no problem whatsoever. But once again, Pugs, thanks for joining me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show here on Drystone Radio. Thank you very much. That's great. Thanks very much. Bye. beaten on price, never beaten on service. Whether it's cars, bikes or commercials, Hoddy Tyres are the best in the business. And when it comes to tyre expertise and advice to supplying the correct tyres for your vehicle's specific requirements, nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Hoddy Tyres team. So give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytires.co.uk.